Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Right there, I mean, this thing came in screaming. I got a piece of it. I didn't know whether to, to, to shield OB and lay over the top of him or try to catch it. Got caught in between. I didn't notice any shielding being done. Not quite an E5 because that was coming in at 100 miles an hour. That was got to give it a knock. That was a knock. But they say if it hits your glove, you got to catch it. I did get a finger on it. Did you get a finger on it? Yeah. Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Episode 85, Wake and Rake Podcast. Power ranking time, baby. How's Arizona, Brooksy? Hot, dude. Yeah. I don't want to hear it's a dry heat either. It's freaking hot. So, <clears throat> post-game, you can't get an Uber or Lyft or whatever, like, right outside the stadium because it's a zoo. And they have the street shut off. Pretty good crowds. They're getting, like, twenty five to 30,000, which they should because this team's really good. Uh, but the Red Sox always draw wherever they go, basically, unless it's New York. <laughs> but outside of that, I was actually surprised. It's, like, 50-50. Maybe more, more than that Red Sox fans here the last few nights. But um, I had to walk like half a mile to where the Ubers pick up because mm-hmm. all the streets are shut down. I'm in jeans and like a jacket and it's 100 degrees. I feel like the sun is literally like as high as the buildings are away from me. I feel like it's on top of me. You know how it is here. It's super hot. But, but I will take this. Over Florida heat. No, no. Yes. I hate when people do that shit. No, 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 no. You're just arguing to argue. You don't it's know. It's hot. I live in Florida. Just trust me. You walk out to get the mail and you got swamp ass. Just dr- you're dripping sweat. Here, I walked half a mile in a suit and I wasn't sweating. I was hot, but I wasn't like drenched sweating. You did that in Florida when it's 82 degrees, you're drenched. Pick your poison. You can like what you like. I'm moving back here at some point. Oh, really? I'd love to. Wow. And then we can be on, well, for part of the year, we can be on the same time. Okay. Because they don't they do not do daylight savings here. Right, right. So it's they never change their clock. So only half the year are we on the same. I, that's fine. You can have your, you know, your Florida swamp ass argument. That's fine. I, I just, I hate when people are like, it, it, yeah, sure, it's 120 degrees, but it's a dry heat. Dude, no, 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 no. Once you get past, brutal. once you get past like 105, it's it's really hot. It was it 99 sucks. today, and I was like, borderline. Yeah. Now I had a lot of clothes on, but still, even in shorts and t-shirt, but like, my skin's getting a little crispy. Yeah, exactly. You burnt like you roast. I went and played golf a couple on the off days. And swing got looked good. The swing looked very good. Okay, I'm making some adjustments with yeah. my driver, man. Yeah, driver. Okay, you know, like you set up. My shoulders get like too level. Because mm-hmm. which is fine with your irons because you can hit down on the ball, but with driver you want to get a little lift and like swing up on the ball a little bit. So literally, such a simple fix. Just like when you line up, just drop your right shoulder. Just like such an elementary thing, drop your right shoulder on your setup. Mm-hmm. It feels so awkward, but if your miss, which you slice, so it's not a big deal. But for me, like I, with my driver, my miss is like I'll hit it low and left because I'm steep. So this just helps me hit up on the ball, and I was launching and this yeah. the thin air here too it goes like 340 it's amazing yeah. it's a good feeling yeah um you know where you can uh bet golf actually is bet online because bet online is your number one source for all basketball info stats news and scores and golf 
Uh, get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. We'll talk Celtics in a second because, damn, that was a hell of a good ending. Uh, Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf to USC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available, is play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You watch the ending to the Celtics game, right? We'll, we'll get the power rankings. We have best lineups in baseball right now. We'll get there, but you're you're on the Red Sox broadcast. People want to hear about your reaction to the Celtics game, I think. I, I sent out multiple texts to people, and they all said, holy shit. Like that, that ending, I mean, come on. After Butler hits those three free throws, I'm like, which was clutch, by the way, because he wasn't exactly playing great. I don't think it was a foul. I didn't think it was a foul. It was a double dribble, too, but they're not going to It was a right. double dribble, you're right. Um, But they're not going to – I'd be pissed if they called that there. Even as a Celtics fan, you're like – you'd be like, come on. I mean, you'd be happy, but you're like, all right, you can't end the game on that. I didn't see the contact. It's more in the NBA, like they're just reaction or flop or whatever, you know? So – but how clutch was that for him to knock down three in that situation? I was talking to Dave O'Brien, my play-by-play guy in the booth, and I was like, how many times – we're on our way to the stadium today, and I was like, how many times – like, I was, like, going through his mind as he was, like, getting the ball, like, on the line, and he's probably thinking, how many times as a kid are you in the backyard or, like, in the street playing basketball, and you're like, game six, game seven, like, whatever. So we got to make all three to win the game. Like, how many times has he had those thoughts – and then it actually happened. And then, boom, he, I mean, he just drilled all three of them. I was like, all right, that's got to be game over for sure, right? Like, that's nail in the coffin. Like, three seconds left. I, What a play. I thought the three was going in. It barely nicked the front of the rim. He almost drained that. Marcus but Smart, just, you mean? Yeah, Marcus Smarts. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was and it. And White, White actually inbounded the ball on that play. And they're going to have to double Tatum in that, which they did. So somebody's open. So he inbounds the ball. Nobody watches him straight to the basket. It happens to bounce right to him. But wow, man, what an ending. So here's what I'm saying. And I was telling people today, and they're like, oh, that's actually that's pretty good. Um, you'll like this. So if if the Celtics end up winning this whole thing, somehow they can win this win game seven and then let's say beat Denver, which is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, that play to end the game yesterday – will be the equivalent of the Dave Roberts stolen base. Yeah, I've heard like, kind that of is heard the that new that now. is like the new version of like Boston iconic sports moment. Like that's mm-hmm. the newest one. You have the Edelman catch, right? You have Big Poppy's a bunch of knocks in the postseason in 04, uh Pedroia in the World Series with like three homer game against the, the uh Rockies, uh Poppy's Grand Slam against the Tigers and the ALCS in 13, right? You have all these iconic bosses. That one's gonna be right up there on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. If they can end up winning this thing. Pretty sick. I I think it's people talk about how like the teams of the cities, like they emulate the city that they play in. So true. Maybe this is a stretch, but I do think there's something to the fact that the only major league baseball team to ever come back from a 3-0 series deficit is the Boston Red Sox. And the Celtics could become the only NBA team in NBA history. 151 teams have tried to do it before this yeah, and failed. Now, I'm going to be like bearer bad news. Not bad news, but on a Debbie Downer. It's like, I, it, it's, it'll be amazing. It's a great story. But we're also saying, like, like, the Red Sox came back from 3-0 against the best team in baseball. Yeah. 
this is an eight seed in the in the heat that like they were choking this series away. So it'll still be amazing and the first team to ever do it, but I don't know. I don't want to be negative about it because it's still really cool. <laughs> you, saw you get who, what I'm saying. You get what you, I'm saying. Yeah. You saw who was in the stands in Miami for game one. Four. Game four. Game four. It was the was it first four? Celtics. Oh, win. yeah, 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 yeah. A Rod and G Jeter. Yeah. yeah. Jinxed it. You saw who was there last night? Johnny Damon Johnny with his four ring on. That yeah. was so sick. Yeah, yeah. I, it's dude, like, can you imagine who? Oh, so the Red Sox are off tomorrow night too. So they're gonna all be in a suite at the game. I guarantee they're bringing in a bunch of guys from 04. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Millar, Dave Roberts can't come. Obviously, he's got to coach the Doyers. Um, but there's a ton of guys that can come in. Poppy, I guarantee Poppy's there. That place is gonna be on fire. It's gonna be sick. They should bring in Mariano just for good measure. <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, let's get into our power rankings. Uh, today, we're going to rank the best lineups in all of baseball. Keep in mind, this isn't necessarily the best lineup that we think uh, in baseball based on talent. This is right now who's performing. And it's based not off based, of, based off the numbers. Yeah, based on the numbers. And it's not necessarily based on the entire season. That helps. But right now, who has the best lineup in baseball right now? Uh, we went one through 10. And this is a, a combo pack right here. This is Brooksy and I's power ranking. So this it is took a, us hours to actually agree on this. Yeah, sure. But sure. here we are. Hours. Sure. Yeah. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't take just one trip to the restroom for Danny to put together this. this no, no, we took hours. Um, Let's start off with number 10, San Francisco Giants. I mentioned that this is how teams are playing right now. San Francisco has been raking. They've had the third best record in baseball since April 22nd. Michael Conforto is healthy and has 10 bombs. Mitch Hanniger is now healthy and hitting bombs. And J.D. Davis is the metric king of hitting right now. Right. Um, and they, they've been, been sneaky, too, because you don't hear anything about them. Number one, they're West Coast, right? So we're not staying up to watch their or you are. Well, East Coasters aren't staying up to watch the Giants play. And a lot of people already have written them off just because, number one, how, the Dodgers, how good the Dodgers are, and two, how – well, the Diamondbacks have played. So everyone's kind of written them off after a slow start, but they're and, getting going. And, you know, they've been called the bridesmaids when it came to uh, free agents in recent years. They went after Bryce Harper, couldn't get him. Aaron Judge. Bridesmaids. I thought they'd be in the conversation for Juan Soto. They weren't. Uh, Carlos Correa situation. Well, they signed Michael Conforto, which is a very underrated signing. So was Mitch Hanniger. Um, and the San Francisco Giants kind of do what the San Francisco Giants do. And they're kind of a factory and they get the most out of their players. That's what Farhan Zaidi does. They're like, like one Tyra of the Estrada. most, they're like outside of the Rays, probably the most analytical team in baseball. Would you agree with that? These days, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And Jock Peterson, by the way, is still on the injured list. So he hasn't been hitting for him recently. So that right. could give him an extra boost too. They're eighth in barrel percentage. They're sixth in home runs and they're 11th uh, in baseball and at bat per home run. Which is interesting because night games in, in uh, San Fran, the ball doesn't fly at all. No. What's interesting is that two years ago when they won 107 games, I think it was, they were first in the National League in homers. Right. and shocked everybody, right? Because San Francisco is not a good hitting ballpark. They're sixth in home runs this year. If they can maybe get a star at the deadline like they did two years ago with Chris Bryant, maybe they could make some noise and make a push. We'll have to Do see. you think they need a star more on the rotation side of things? No, they need somebody in the middle of the order. They have different guys that they're plugging into that three hole every day. Like they okay. need a guy. They need a star. They have no well, face of the That's franchise. not necessarily lack of 
a three-hole hitter, that's like what the computer spits out against the matchup too, because right. that's that where the analytics come in. Right. I just think you need a guy to everybody jumps on the on his back okay. and he loses. I, I, you know? I mean, you outscore, you're gonna win. All right, let's go to number nine. I got the Baltimore Orioles. Um, yeah. Some people might argue that they're in the top five. This is a this is a really good offense. I think right now nine's a good spot for them. Uh, they run. They're aggressive. They're young. Um, Adley Rushman is a superstar. You up and down their lineup, they have guys. Uh, Jorge Mateo is somebody who's played good baseball this year who didn't hit well average-wise last year. He's been much better this year. They're fifth in stolen bases. They're fifth in walks. They're fourth in exit velocity, which means they are squaring up the baseball even on their outs. They're loud. They're making good swing decisions. This is just a young, exciting team uh, that's getting overlooked right now because of what Tampa Bay's doing. They're not far behind Tampa Bay. They're closing in. They just beat Texas today, which Texas is arguably one of the top three teams in all of baseball right now. The way they're playing, they're pitching, their offense will get to them. They're way up there on the list, which no one expected coming into this. But the Baltimore Orioles are a very good team. They're a playoff contender. Curious to see what they do at the trade deadline to add to that young core of guys that's going to be there for a long time. It's an exciting team. How long until we see an extension for Adley Rushman? Not long. Right. I mean, if they're smart, they do it soon because the more he plays, the higher it's going to go. That's just yeah. how good he is. He's new age Buster Posey, in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, if Corbin Carroll is getting 110 mil and he only played 30 games last year, Adley's probably going to get closer to 150, maybe. I think that's fair. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't want to say they've scuttled is that can i use that word scuttled skittled that or stumbled scuffled. stumbled scuffled kind of made up that word i think it works for them though skittled they have a lot of talent though for sure uh i think a lot of it just is like the division's so tough in the american league east but i think they can outswing anybody in that division and anybody in the american league really um, they're fifth in strikeout percentage so they do a good job of just putting the bat on the ball and putting things in play and uh making things happen they're sixth in weighted runs created, expected weighted runs creating WRC plus. They're seventh in on base percentage and they're tenth in slugging. I don't think they're at where they expected to be at this point. And again, I think a lot of that is credited to that American League East and just how competitive it is. The gauntlet. The gauntlet. Um, but I think talent wise, potential wise, they have as much potential as anybody. I was going to say, see, their ceiling is as high as anybody in baseball, if not the right. highest. And they're but, like top 10 in most categories. And if that's disappointing, I think that's a very good stepping stone. They also like, they're not getting good pitching. So they're, they're, they're like chasing and playing catch up in a lot of games. What's up with like Manoa? Alec Manoa is supposed to be like their stud, their ace. And he's just grinding out of those, out of the gates. What happened? What I, I haven't looked at his know. numbers. Maybe we can save that for another episode. But. Yeah. I don't know. It's not good. He's getting hit hard. You know, he's, he was always a pretty big swing and miss guy. And if he didn't have a swing and miss stuff, it seemed like he missed barrels and got weak contact. And it's, I don't know if he's got a tip. I don't know what's going on, but he's getting hit around. That's weird. Uh, who do you have at number seven? Seven? I'm going to go the Arizona Diamondbacks. The, the fact that we're talking about the Diamondbacks being a top 10 lineup after, what, two years ago, they lost 100 games. I mean, this is uh, – this team has some young studs on it. I mean, Corbin Carroll, I just watched him hit a homer today on a fastball, 94 up and away, like black, top of the cor top of the zone, smoked it to left, backside. And on top of that, he's got some of the best sprint speed in all of baseball. Um, I love their manager, Tori Lovello. I think he runs a good ship over there. 
They just believe that they can do this. They, they don't think this is a hot start. They think this is who they are and that they're going to continue to get better. They're, they're a young team and they have guys like Evan Longoria in their clubhouse to help kind of shape and mold these young guys. Uh, but if you want to look at the numbers, seventh in runs per game, they're 10th in WOBA, seventh in batting average, sixth in slugging, uh, fourth in K percentage. Like they just, they have the lowest swing and miss rate in all of baseball, 9.2% swing and miss one of four teams that's under 10%. And in this day and age, homers and strikeouts are still king. So that's pretty impressive to see them do that, especially with as like a young core group of guys going up there and just hitting the ball hard, gap to gap, not afraid to hit with two strikes. This is a really good lineup. This is a really good team. Nice to see Cattell Marte kind of get back into things too. Uh, he struggled the last couple of years after having a really strong an 2019 yeah. season. Yeah, an all-star. And he got that big extension. It's been mostly he's a good player. He's super suave on the defensive side of the ball too. It's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, they're super athletic. That team. Uh, they they did have this young catcher too. Uh, his last name's Moreno. Gabriel, yeah, Moreno. He's salty, dude. He's good back there. He's got a cannon for an arm. Blocks well, receives well. That's somebody we gotta keep our eye on too. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You might have the numbers since you just did the D-backs Red Sox series. I want to say he has the highest caught stealing percentage among all qualified MLB catchers. He does right now. I'm yep. Yes, he's up yeah. there for sure. That's correct. I think he was top. He was at least top two. Yeah. At number six, we got the St. Louis Cardinals. Look, the, the story of the Cardinals this year mostly disappointing, but they're starting to you know catch fire a little bit. But it has had nothing to do with the lineup. The lineup has been raking. Uh, they're fourth in the. Uh, excuse me. They're. Um, Eighth uh, in all of baseball in runs per game. They're third in all of baseball in total bases. Fifth in OPS. Goldschmidt's been playing like his MVP self. Arenado's starting to get it going now. They have as much depth as anybody. I, I think maybe the most improved player in all of baseball has been Nolan Gorman. His, oh, yeah. Where he started in, in my leagues, and I, I've been able to watch his um, his rise to what he has become ever since he was in high school because we did kind of a documentary-ish film thing when I was at Max Preps when he was still in high school and he just got drafted. He was a power rolling guy. His strikeout percentage was through the roof. Everybody had concerns whether he could put the ball in play enough. He's shortened up with two strikes. Um, he's also hitting the ball with power. He's hitting balls on both sides of the plate too, outside, inside. I think Nolan Gorman has been an absolute X factor uh, for that team. And I think the offense is as good as anybody's. And I think they have as much depth as anybody in the National League. Yeah, slow start for sure. But I mean, right now, I mean, really over the last three weeks, ever since they were in Boston, they came to Boston and that's really when they started heating up. Arnado got on that homer streak. We hit the homers in five or six games straight. You said it, Goldsmith, Goldsmith's just playing like Goldsmith does. Uh, but Gore, uh, Gorman hit a big homer late in one of those games in Boston to right field and it into one of the bullpens to like give them the lead late. He's a stud, man. No way around it. You're right. Speaking of Boston. Yeah, number five, Boston Red Sox. Um, they've been top three offense in baseball up until the last week. They got they got swept in Anaheim against the Angels. They scored like three runs, four runs. That entire series was bad. So I, I, I took them out of the top three just for now because we're doing the top lineups right now. Uh, they're sixth in strikeout percentage. They're fourth in runs per game, fifth in on-base percentage. Uh, sixth in OPS. They lead the league in doubles, seventh in slugging. I mean, this is a really good offense. Rafi Devers, obviously, is who he is. Um, he's an elite hitter. You don't sign for $330 million if you're not. Alex Verdugo is pretty much 
not reinventing himself, but reproving himself. He's been having a good year. He's slowed up here. He's in like a four, five for 25 stretch right now where he's slowed down a little bit on this road trip. Um, but you got to realize this offense too, they, they have guys coming back. Um, the Trevor Story, hopefully by the trade deadline, would be nice getting him back. Adam Duvall, who was the best player in the world for the first two weeks of the season before he broke his wrist, is uh, coming back pretty soon. They're going to have some movement with their offense um, with some infielders coming back from injury too coming up. But um, this is just a really good offense. This is what they do. They score runs. They get on base. They walk. They don't swing and miss near as much as they did last year. Um, and they, I mean, for them, this last week has been a struggle. Uh, they still took find, found a way to take two of three from the Diamondbacks, who are a really good team uh, here in here in Phoenix. Over the last three days, today Merrill Kelly shoved it up their ass. He's nasty. I mean, just fastball, cutter, changeup, occasional uh, breaking ball. But um, he's, he was really good. But the Red Sox, we'll leave him at five. I'm not putting them at three right now because they they're scuffling a little bit. Let's kick it over to the West Coast for number four, and it's a team that you had getting an A when we did report cards on the last episode. That's the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have some new faces and new places. You know, like they ship trade and they didn't ship them. They lost Trey Turner over to Philadelphia. Um, JT is now with Boston. They Probably a good thing. Bellinger. Trey Turner's grinding, by the way. I know. I know. It's weird. Nice. Yeah. And dude, the Dodgers have lost like, what, four shortstops over the last five, six years with Machado, Turner, Seeger, some big names right there. But the Dodgers do what the Dodgers do. They're still first in walk percentage. They're first in base on balls. They're third in slugging percentage. They're fourth in OPS. This is a year that everybody kind of expected them to take a back seat to the San Diego Padres, at least on paper. Yeah. You know, here they are mid end of May coming up on June, and they're still one of the best offenses in baseball. Dave Roberts plugs and plays as good as any manager in baseball. They grind out at bats. They see as many pitches as as anybody, and that's I, I think it's a, a a Max Muncy. Uh, he emulates what that line, entire lineup does. Sees a lot of pitches, hits long balls, grinds out at bats. JD Martinez is swinging the bat well again with power. By the way, it's a, it's, a, it's a lineup you don't want to face. It doesn't matter if they have new faces, new places. This is a team that just grinds that's, out at bats. You just made it. You brought up a good name, JD Martinez. Like. I was counting him out. I thought he was done after, you know, watching him deal with back injuries all last year with Boston. The numbers were down. The power numbers were way down. He wasn't catching up to fastballs. He's got like nine and 31 right now. Yeah. Dude's wrecking. Freddie Freeman, that contract, he's almost underpaid, man. That guy is a freak. And he's going to, his contract's going to end when I think he's like 37, 38. And after this last offseason, when you're seeing Trey Turner, uh, Xander Bogarts, their contracts are going to end at 41. Freddie Freeman's yeah. contract with the Dodgers is going to end at like 30. That's cents. not a good comparison, though, because the Padres were so willing to overpay to just lock them in for their primes yeah. that they weren't even worried about the last four years of that. Freddie Freeman's a stud. That's my point. I agree. Yeah. Dude rakes. The best bats of ball skills in the game. Yeah, incredible. Let's go top three, Brooksy. Uh, the top three is a, it's a coin flip, man. Yeah. Like there's any one of these top three teams could be number one. Um, I got. I'm gonna put the Texas Rangers at number three. This is a team that no one saw coming. They knew they. We knew they were gonna be better last year. They signed uh, Seager and Simeon to those massive contracts. Uh, this year they they focus more on pitching and bringing in Degrom, Ivaldi, Haney, uh, and and they've been able to they resign Martin Perez. Like they've been able to really. 
put together a complete team, you know, have Bruce Bochy driving that ship that for him to come out of retirement means he loves the game and yeah. bring that into a clubhouse with the knowledge and experience he has, that's going to rub off on players. Uh, but look at the stats. I mean, first in runs per game, second in WOBA, third in OPS, second in average, fifth in exit velocity, eighth in like home runs. And they just, every night you look up and you're like, Oh, another seven runs. Oh, another six runs. Wow. 15 runs. I think they have the most 10 run games in all of baseball. They have the most wins by 10 plus runs in all of baseball. They've been beating the crap out of people, not just squeaking by. They got beat today by, by the Orioles, but that's a really good baseball team. That game, a little bit of a pitching duel, um, but they're pitching, they're playing defense, they're running bases, they're hitting. This is a complete team who has a real chance to win that division. The Tampa Bay Rays do not have the best run differential in baseball. The Texas Rangers do, plus 123. That surprised me. That's insane, especially. That's a good stat. I, I missed that. Sorry about that. No, it's I, fine. It's I got to be better. I got to be better. Come on, man. Read your notes. No, I didn't even have it on our notes here. But that I think that just got updated today because I think Texas won on Sunday. But you know oh, what? Tampa, Tampa did too, actually. They beat the Dodgers. Tampa won. Yeah, but Tampa beat. Who did they beat? Dodgers. 11 Dodgers. to 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. 11 10, right. At what? A 9.30 a.m. start? Come on. Yeah, you. Tampa took two or three. Tampa doesn't lose at home, man. They're like 26 and five or something at home. It's ridiculous. It's good foreshadowing. We Number two, who you got? At some point. Uh, number two, not the Rays. We have the Braves. By the way, I think we we moved the Rangers down a, a couple of spots. You mentioned their first runs per game. Some of their metrics are saying that uh, maybe they've been a little bit luckier than, say, the Braves and Rays. So uh, ooh, ooh, I might have just said another team. Braves at number two. I first mean, everybody can guess it at this point. First in average exit velocity. First in barrel percentage. First in hard hit percentage. Second in OPS and slugging. Third in home runs. Fifth in runs per game. A little bit surprising that they're only fifth in runs per game. Not that that's anything to you know uh, be upset about. You're still top five, but when you look at their metrics, God, they but they can pitch, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the team rakes, man. And Acuna has been an MVP candidate this year. Austin Riley, uh, just it's still one of the more underrated players, I think, at the hot corner. They're up. Point. They're up seven two on Philly right now in the fourth. I got it on. Yeah, I feel terrible for their starting pitcher. He's like bounced around the league. He got claimed by waivers and he got rocked. In the first Gosh. inning, Matt Olson hit a bomb for 50 feet, dude. Sean Murphy has all of a sudden found a new level to his game, too. Uh, Acuna is going to be an MVP. At this point, he's probably your MVP. He's on pace for like 60 bags and 30 homers. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he's not bad. And that lineup breaks, man. It, it really, and we thought that it might take maybe not a step back, but we were, there was a question mark at the shortstop position with losing Dansby Swanson. Orlando Arce is slotted right in there and been a very formidable player for them so the braves rake man they're they're a really good team well we all know who number one is yeah it's the rays first in average first in ops first in homers first in runs woba slugging you name a stat they're the best this is just the best not only the best lineup but the best mm, i don't know if i want to say best team because i think the braves are a better just a little bit better team but by the numbers and by record the Rays are the best team in baseball right now. Yeah. Um, their offense has been unbelievable. They're not just hitting for average. They're hitting homers. They're slugging. They're hitting doubles. This team's scary, man. It really is. And, like, I keep waiting for them to take a step back and slow down. And it's not happening. They're actually just this good. 
and they're on track to win 120 games right now. They're 39 wins right now, and it's not even June. We keep saying that eventually they're not going to be as hot anymore. They're still hot. It's it's almost yeah. They you know, lost. They lost like what two or three of the last ten games. That's them whatever. slowing down. Yeah. Um, I have a couple stats to mention actually, and I forgot to put it on the list. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just gonna share it here. But uh, Tampa Bay Rays have 11 different players with seven or more homers this year. They've played 50 games, just a couple more, about 52 games. Tampa Bay Rays had eight players with seven or more home runs all of last season across wow. 162 games. So they already have three more players with seven or more homers than they did all last season, man. They have seven players with, with or excuse me, 11 different players. That's you know, Your lineup goes nine deep. That means you have two more guys on your bench with seven or more homers. That's a joke. That's ridiculous. Tigers don't have any. Uh, the Nationals, I think they have one. Uh, I don't think the Colorado Rockies have any with seven or more homers. The Rays have 11. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm running out of words for the Tampa Bay Rays, man. Every year I think, all right, they're taking a step back. I, I think I think they better. heard Will Middlebrooks on our season preview and Probably. took it straight to heart. Old simple material. Yeah. I give a shit what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I give a shit. That's our power rankings. Those are the best lineups in baseball right now. Disagree with us? Shouldn't have tuned in. Sorry, sorry to hear it. Sorry yeah. to tell you that your our team podcast. didn't make the list. Sorry about it. Our show, our opinions. Uh, you can listen to everything that we say, do, share, formulate opinions on the Wake and Rake social media pages at Wake and Rake Pod and on the at Believe Network accounts. Power rankings every Monday. Hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks for Brooksy for jumping in here after doing the Diamondbacks and Red Sox game. We'll talk soon, people. Peace. Peace.